0: And welcome back to Under the Dome with CD right here on the game 1037 Live yet and a 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. And we want to take you out to the ball game. I have not been to Minute Maid in a good while, but you have a chance to go do so when the Astros take on the Texas Rangers on May 21st, and you can be there. All you got to do is sign up today in the game clubhouse at 1037theGame.com or 1041TheGame.com to score four tickets. A ballpark tour and hotel accommodations for that Saturday night's game. And the Astros Weekend Getaways, they are powered by Butcher Air Conditioning, Love in Houston, downtown, and the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. The NBA playoffs are hot and heavy. We're in the second round of the NBA playoffs. And right now, it looks very interesting with two series. Some of them could be a clean sweep. I'm talking about the Suns, Mavs, and the Heat 76ers. Those. Heading into Friday night's action, we're hotly contested. So let's get on out, get the conversation going with our good friend, a Lafayette native. The man is an absolute legend when it comes to the Acadiana area, but he's currently living out in Pitt, the managing editor for the NBA side of The Athletic. And of course, we're talking about Tyler Batiste. Tyler, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm doing fantastic here inside a Casa de CD, a little bit of a different setup than we're normally doing. Usually we're doing it via phone, but through the power of the internet and more importantly through the power of radio, we having each other, not through zoom, a little bit different setup than normal, but it's great to have you on the show. And obviously I want to, before we get to the NBA side of things, I want to talk NHL for a hot second because my goodness, the pins that triple overtime game the other night was absolutely insane by the time I went to bed I'm like how is this game not done is this game ever going to end
1: yeah no man I I, it's funny I I accidentally um turned it on the game (laughs) like I I was flipping through my television and um it might have been a break in the action on the NBA side or something and instinctively I just switched over to ESPN as opposed to to TNT um and obviously the Penguins Rangers game was on ESPN and as soon as I turned it on, the Rangers scored a goal. that got uh, overturned, and then they went into, you know, triple overtime. And I had friends and people on Twitter, people I know telling me, like, um, you know, I tweeted that I accidentally turned it on. They were like, turn it off. Like, get, get, get away, <laughs> away. So I didn't even watch, like, most of it until, like, it got to the third overtime, and I was like, okay, look, I'm sorry. These people don't believe in, uh, you know, bad juju or voodoo or whatever. I'm going to watch the third overtime because because this, this is too good, and we've got a backup goalie who was eating – you know, spicy pork and broccoli a couple hours ago. Like um, I, I gotta check this out. And it, it ended up going well for, for Penguins fans. So uh, yeah, that was that was exciting. And the thing about the NHL playoffs is you're bound to get like four or five of those games throughout the course of the, the course of the postseason, which is always nice.
0: Never a dull moment in the NHL. And I think it's never a dull moment in the NBA. And my goodness, you know, going back even a couple weeks ago, you have the New Orleans Pelicans. They were scratching and clawing, trying to pull off an upset. I said it on the show a couple weeks ago, akin to one, two, three kid beating Razor Ramon back in the day <laughs> against the Phoenix Suns. And my goodness, the Phoenix Suns, they won it in six. And now they're starting to kind of get back into the right rhythm, taking on the Dallas Mavericks. They had their game last night, but it, it was starting to look a lot like the sons are going to try and get it done and make this look easy heading into a potential western conference finals matchup against golden state but don't be surprised the memphis grizzlies could kind of throw a monkey wrench into that
1: yeah man the grizzlies are are so um you know you watch them play they're so young and talented and a lot of the mistakes that they that they make and a lot of the successes that they have are just like clearly from a team that just hasn't done it and hasn't been there before they got a little bit of experience last year being the eight seed in the playoffs. They even won the first game um, of the playoffs last year against Utah. And you watch that Minnesota series and the, the beginning of the series with Golden State. A lot of the mistakes that we're making is just the talent is obviously there. It's not a talent discrepancy by any stretch. It's just a matter of, okay, we've never been in this situation. How do we overcome it? How do we get through this? How do we get through that? Golden State is a team that has so many players that have been there before, obviously with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, you know Draymond Green, even even guys like uh, Kevon Looney, who's been there for a while. Um, they know how to handle certain situations, and I think more and more as as Memphis goes through that, you'll see them if they extend this series, um, you know, farther even to six or seven games or or getting to the next round. You'll see them kind of handle those types of those types of situations. But it's just fun to have a young team um, with a lot of players who maybe you have heard of, but maybe you haven't. Led by kind of a new face of the league. And I think probably for a lot of uh, Pelicans fans, um, you know, they could look at Memphis and kind of look at uh, maybe maybe a mirror of what they want to be next season and going forward. You know, got in as the eight seed, made some waves in the first round, and then really take that next step uh, next season. Obviously, some things need to fall into place for them to do that, but it's certainly possible.
0: If the Philadelphia 76ers lose this series to the Miami Heat, does that wind up? kind of making this trust the process movement we've been hearing about for God knows how long kind of a moot point to make you think
1: that this process has on the whole failed. You know what? I think people will probably naturally think that, but, but I don't think so. I mean, I think what you want, it's so tough to win a championship in any sport, Um, especially a, a league like the NBA or the NHL where, you don't just get lucky one game, you know, like in college football or, or the NCAA tournament where you have a great game. Your opponent has an unusually bad game and you can advance. You know, you have to beat a team four out of seven times, uh, four different times to win a championship. And I think um, if you look at the process as a whole, the goal was to be title contenders. Obviously, the goal is to win a championship, but they wanted to you know what I mean? They wanted to be in that conversation. And And the Sixers have been they were the one seed last year. Um, they've got two all-stars this year. Um, they'll have presumably two all-stars next year. Like they they are in the mix for the NBA championship, have been for the past couple of years, presumably will be for the next couple. Um, so if you look at it like that, I don't think you can say the process um has failed. I guess the result obviously is not um what you would have expected, but it, it's a hell of a lot better to be. Uh, you know, contending for, uh, you know, Eastern Conference championships and NBA championships than, than where they were winning, you know, 15, 16 games a year. But I know a lot of people probably won't see it that way. Let's talk right now
0: with Tyler Batiste, NBA managing editor for The Athletic. And I want to kind of get back to the Pelicans for a moment because they have absolutely, I think, exceeded some of the expectations we had heading into the season, making it not only to the play-in tournament, but surviving and advancing all the way into the playoffs on Easter Sunday, starting off in that phenomenal six-game series against the Phoenix Suns. They did come up short, but I think everybody is starting to realize there is an air of positivity surrounding this franchise in the not-too-distant future to where this may become a more recurring thing, even in a very competitive Western Conference. But I think, obviously, the first part of that has to be the future of Zion Williamson And it looks more likely that he is going to sign a deal with the Pelicans, possibly a massive deal to stick around in New Orleans. One, are you surprised he's going to sign after the rookie deal wraps? Are you surprised that he is so adamant to sign a deal after his rookie deal expires, especially something that big? And do you think that could be a big issue for the Pelicans given the injuries he's been dealing with already in his career?
1: No, I'm not surprised at all. I think um, if Zion had been close to 100% over the past couple years, maybe he would have looked elsewhere. You normally don't get a situation where those top picks who are offered that rookie Supermax or that rookie Max extension turn it down. It doesn't happen that often. I can't remember the last time it did happen. I think for both parties, they're kind of stuck in, not stuck because there's a negative connotation there, but they kind of have to do this, right? The Pelicans... If they don't offer their number one pick from three years ago, um, the extension, uh, it's going to look like they aren't investing in the franchise and they don't want to build this thing going forward. If Zion doesn't take it, then he's risking millions of dollars if, you know, knock on wood, he gets hurt next season and then that money's not coming from anywhere. So I think there's some incentive for both sides to do what a lot of people expected them to do, which is obviously um, for them to, to, to stick with each other past um Zion's fourth fourth year in the league and then that rookie extension will kick in what'll be interesting to see is if he has you know two or three seasons where he's close to full health he's dominating the paint dominating offensively like he has um you know I'm sure Pelicans fans don't want to look this far ahead into the future but do you see a situation akin to what Anthony Davis went through where you know somebody who has that name credibility who has the the machine behind them you know tries to maybe push their way to a certain city or a certain situation. I think that's three or four years down the line, but I'm not I'm not really surprised that Zion is going to, um, is so adamant about signing this extension because it's the right thing for him to do for his finances and, and uh, you know, New Orleans and the Pelicans want to, they want to invest in the franchise. And that's the, the simplest way to do so this season is to lock in a player who, when he's healthy is still one of the more unique offensive forces in the, in the NBA.
0: Talk right now with Tyler Batiste, managing editor for The Athletic on the NBA side of things. And trust me, there's a lot of things going on around the NBA. I want to go to the Eastern Conference for a minute. We talked about the 76ers, but one of the other games going down has to be. And I think everybody's going to have a lot of intrigue in a series that's probably going to go seven games between the Celtics and the Bucks this past Saturday. Oh, no, Sunday, excuse me. I remember hearing people say that the Celtics look like they were just absolutely dwarfed by a Milwaukee Bucks team that looks to try and repeat the way everything's been set up. It looked like that for a minute with that 101-89 win on Sunday. Then you fast forward to a Tuesday night game, and that was completely the other side. The thing went sideways with the Celtics kind of taking over. Is this game going to go seven?
1: Yeah, if I had to put money on it, I would think so. I think I think these are probably the two best teams in the Eastern Conference. It's one of those series where um, you know, the 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 sec the round before the championship is kind of the championship, which you get sometimes in uh in other sports. And I think no offense to Miami, but uh, you know, I, I think these two teams have probably been um the the hottest, most consistent teams over the past few months. Um I'm excited for it to potentially go seven games because I just think there's, it's great basketball. It's two really good coaches going back and forth. You kind of saw how um, they adjusted from one to two in, in game one. Giannis was just kind of out there passing and, and and you know, looking almost like a point guard at times. And, um, you know, the the Celtics adjusted to kind of make him, you know, get into the paint a little bit more and, and, and forced him to kind of, you know, try to do a little more himself. And even though he scored 20 something points, it, he wasn't quite efficient in doing it. And the Bucks didn't hit a ton of threes. It's, that's not really a strong suit of that team, and the, the Celtics really limited them. So it'll be interesting to see how each coach adjusts for Game Three. You know, Chris Middleton is is not going to be back for 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 the Bucks. So there's obviously some um, constant adjustment that has to go on there because they're losing. You know, their their All Star wing, their Olympic gold medalist, and that's a that's a big loss to kind of have to fill in, but um these two teams are really good they they they've got superstars they've got really good coaches and um you know it, i it wouldn't shock me if either of them ends up winning winning it all in a in a few weeks here so i would
0: love to see that either the Bucs or the celtics win even though i did place a bet probably a couple <laughs> months ago once sports betting became legal here in louisiana trust me tyler i've been eating that up for breakfast <laughs> lunch and dinner first off but well, I, tell have...
1: you, I tell you, I told a friend of mine, uh, my, my my buddy, Jared Roser, who uh, uh, back in yes. a, a while ago, a few months ago, he was asking me like who I liked in the in the East. And I told him I thought Miami was going to be pretty good. So I think he might have put a bet down on Miami. And, and so I'm sure he's he's probably thinking about that. But I know his heart. He's he's been a Bucs fan ever since I knew him in college, even when the Bucs were bad. So he's probably a little torn if we get a Bucks heat Eastern Conference final. So I'll have to. I'll have to uh, walk him through that maybe maybe let him uh, vent on the phone a little bit every now and
0: then. <laughs> I love it. For me though, I made a bet a while back. It's a two-leg parlay. It's Eastern Conference Milwaukee Bucks, Western Conference Golden State Warriors. If that cashes, your boy is $300 richer and trust me, I would love that to be, love that to be the slump buster if you will cuz it's been pretty dry.
1: I tell you la- I'll tell you last year I Placed a similar bet here in Pennsylvania. Uh, I can't remember when it was. It might have been March, so it was a couple couple months before the season ended, and it almost came to fruition. It was Sixers a Sixers Suns final, uh, and obviously the Suns got there. The Sixers were the one seed. I felt really good about it, and then the Hawks had some other ideas. Uh, but that would that would have been nice for your board too. But. <laughs> It's the it's life of gambling. Like you never <laughs>
0: truly win. That's the thing. You never truly win. It's a lot like the House of Black. The house always <laughs> wins. It's <laughs> a great way to put it. It's fantastic to kind of talk about the NBA with you, Tyler. But one more thing before I let you go, because before we got started, we actually got to talking about Festival International. That was last weekend. A fantastic time had by yours truly. Maybe a little too much fun. Maybe that's why I'm stuck here at home while everybody is out there enjoying themselves, maybe at the crawfish festival. So, with that in mind, talking about all these festivals, it gets me thinking you're a Lafayette native. Why don't you give me your top three festivals year round across the Acadian area? Because I'm sure you've made your way across to a lot of those back in the day. Oh man, am
1: I ranking them or am I just going
0: no I'm particular just going. order? Just three of your favorites.
1: All right, I'll go, through, I'll go through my favorites. I'll go, I'll go. All right, I'll go uh, crawfish festival is probably n- number three, Bro Bridge. Um, I'll go big fan of festival uh, Louisiana. You really can't really can't go wrong with that. Um, always fun to pop in and out of uh, the bars and the places to eat down there, see some folks who I haven't seen in a while, and then I'll go number one, an underrated festival, but it's my favorite food. It's what I love. Uh, the Catfish Festival up in, uh, I think in Washington. Um, Ooh, is, is, deep is, cut is, 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 is one that I've, uh, I probably haven't gotten to as much as the Crawfish Festival and Festival uh, International, but um, every time I've made that, made that, uh, made that drive up, it's, it's been worth it. So we'll go catfish number one on my rankings, but if you ask me tomorrow, uh, you know, I might swap those or something.
0: <laughs> I, I will always love a deep cut. And that is a deep cut. Indeed. <laughs> Tyler, Thank you so much for coming on, my man. We'll talk to you down the road. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, man. Take care. appreciate it, man. All right. That was Tyler Batiste. Appreciate him joining the program. We're going to take a quick timeout. And when we come back, I was talking about some sports betting. I've got five picks for you to click in before your weekend starts off officially. and More importantly, before all the sporting events going on this weekend officially begin. I won't get to any Kentucky Derby picks because I haven't necessarily looked at the field all that deeply, but trust me, we're going to get to a lot of that in the next segment. So keep it locked right here on the game. 103.7 Lafayette and one Lake Charles.